Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. And Josh Brown. Hello. And we're going to devote an entire podcast to Resident Evil 2 because it's pretty much the first game of the year contender. Well, it's so good. It's so good. It's it pretty is. much like the first game of the year. There is that too. That's kind of, yeah. that might be why it's up there. But uh, let's just start with some general overall impressions. Rich, you finished it because you drank it in and such a I finished Leon's campaign, yes. Yes. And uh, Josh, you and me are near the end. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm about four or five hours. Well, I'm about halfway through, four or five hours in. I'm uh-huh. in the Sewers without spoiling it. I've been in the sewers. I mate. like the sewers, mate. It smells nice. And it's very weird. <laughs> it's a bad time. Uh, yeah, Rich, you you just took it, and this was your first Resident Evil. Yes, ever. this is my first Resi ever, which is insane. Ever, ever, ever. Like I've never even touched any of the other games mm-hmm. at all. Basically, I, obviously, there's a there's a lot of hype going on going around about this game, and uh, I sort of yeah, just as you said, drank it all in. Really, yeah. like everyone was very excited. The fact that was a demo mm-hmm. was what secured it for me. So so Friday just gone. I downloaded the demo and played it through. And I finished the demo like within the 30 minutes which right. I was really surprised about you got at some pace yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought I was there because I was watching because on Steam you get achievements uh, and it was like yeah. you've played 5 minutes you played 10 minutes it got to like 25 uh, and it was just as I got the medallion and I was there, like I don't know how much I've got left and uh, I walked outside and it was like hey the de- demo's over you finished it in yeah. 20 minutes and 20 seconds mm-hmm. I was like oh okay because I think you said so, that um, your full Leon campaign play was about 6 hours just shy of 6 hours yeah which is like, like that's five, what I've seen 5.54 I did take a screenshot I can't that's great because like, that's what I've seen like the hardcore fans are hitting about a six hour mark which means yeah. that you clocked it that's nuts I don't know how I've done it I mean pretty well. like, I, I wasn't like like blasting through the mm-hmm. game um, I was taking my time to think oh I've got this I, oh hang on I remember where this is mm-hmm. and you know the map is fantastic to be able to, to, to know what is where mm-hmm. as long as you've looked at it and you know going back and doing other things I didn't go for the 100% run I wanted right. to see where the story went and all this sort of thing because I, I was just I was completely engrossed by it it was fantastic one of the things I'm curious about which you can talk about a little bit in terms of the level design is like uh, this RE2 remake is a nice return or I don't know it's kind of a return to that sort of puzzle based nature that Resident Evil always had things that didn't used to always make the most sense but it was like hey it's a video game so whatever whereas like yeah you're finding medallions you're getting specific keys and stuff and I like that as like a welcoming thing Um, did that sit okay with you in terms of I thought it was fantastic right like because like I said I've never played Resi before in my life I only ever saw it as just a a, you know a, a fixed 
camera slash third person mm. action game mm. and then when I played the demo and it was like hey you need to go find three medallions to open a statue I thought sure okay <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm completely down for that you know, I know for a fact like I know this series is a bit over the top you just have to go back to the first one look at the voice acting I knew what <laughs> I was I knew what I was getting let myself in for I knew this was a game with a bit of um, sort of whimsicality to it mm. so I was more than happy when it was like hey go and do this seemingly nonsensical thing while you're being chased by zombies and I was like sure <laughs> so, I love the way they try to kind of contextualize it being like the police station is, is a museum, a yeah. museum. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm totally down with this yeah. <laughs> it makes awesome. no sense like this weird escape route that's underneath a shifting like yeah. iron gate that's underneath a statue yeah. and it unlocks with three medallions and like you find like a, a scepter at the beginning and you can pop the gem out and unlock a box later on and it's just that's like that took me so long to work out I got that <laughs> it, was like, it was like the first thing I developed was that picture that showed you the statue oh, I yeah. worked it out and I was like oh this is cool and then mm. I got the staff and went uh? <laughs> yeah. there's a whole load of stuff like that um, I just yeah I kind of love the way that they've sort of taken the original and expanded on it like um, in terms of like characters and stuff like what do you guys think of the you won't know the original designs for Leon and Claire I've seen them right okay I, have, so, I, did, I did do some googling when I, when I first came in, came across Ada I was like I wonder how she looked mm, in the original and mm-hmm. did some googling I think they, I think I actually really love one of because this isn't going to be a, a spoiler cast or anything we're not going to go into the especially the end game stuff mm-hmm. um, but I do love the way that uh, Leon becomes more like kind of battle hardened as the yeah. as the game goes on um, there's one bit where um, something happens to him and he ends up having to like put a bandage on his arm kind of thing and when he stands back up he's all covered in blood and cuts and he's got this like bandage on him yeah. and I was like that's more like the sort of version that the fans assumed we were going to get anyway because I like how they make him look so green and innocent and yeah. like kind of like you know first day on the job like literally but also in his design um, him and Claire both look really amateurish at the very beginning but they yeah. go through a lot of stuff uh, actually Josh what was your overall first impressions because we didn't even talk I mean no, I really really love it like mm-hmm. it's really great it's a great um, sort of progression of Resident Evil 7 in particular I know yes. we're going back to sort of this old school style but Resident Evil 7 also tried to do that with mm-hmm. the kind of it was a throwback to the Spencer Mansion in, in the way you were sort of exploring that world and trying to get sort of like the same kind of puzzle based mm-hmm. like keys or items to unlock new doors although I think Resident Evil 2 does it better mm-hmm. and proves that you can still have that old school style in a third person shooter and still be scary and still be tense I think still this work. one does it better like uh, in RE7 like I, I really adored RE7 I thought it would be a phenomenal movie and like I love the tone and everything it's great but one of the things that Resident Evil's always had is it can't help itself when it comes to the big over-the-top monsters and the really ridiculous stuff and the stuff that just makes you it's not scary it's just kind of like formidable or something like it's intimidating and you sort of just go like okay I guess I have to shoot the seven weak spots now or Mm -hmm. like whatever and so even RE7 went like that at the end you were just fighting this giant slug that represented the main villain and it was like okay fine Um, but I think 2 like has the right kind of balance for that like they still do their creature feature stuff with the tyrant and everything Um, but you're still coming up against like horrible stuff that you need to fight Um, what do you guys think of like the enemy designs and like even something like Mr. X who just pursues you the whole time well, that was annoying for me. Well, yeah. see, I've got, again, I've played less than you guys, but for me, Mr. X is in a sweet spot of every time he turns up, I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. right, I need to sort of change the way I play. I need to run away, essentially. Right. So mm-hmm. he hasn't shown up enough for me to get annoyed by him. Go back to Resident Evil 7 when I think it was Jack. Yep. Who, every time he turned up there and he occupied a similar role where he would just chase you and he couldn't kill him. You could put him down, but he'd get back yep. up. I thought that was really frustrating by the end, but I haven't hit that with Mr. X, potentially because the world, at least as it is now, I'm in the sewers, but in the RCPD station in particular the world was so big that I couldn't get away from him right. and mm. sort of like mish around and like double back myself mm-hmm. and then while I was getting away from him I had more enemies to deal with and I didn't want to spend bullets I wanted to try and get them through them as quick as possible mm-hmm. there was this constant kind of fear to do things as quick as possible and yet not sacrifice what you said Rich about drinking in the world like mm. for me it's hit a sweet spot it yeah. might not soon <laughs> but for me every <laughs> single time he turns up it's such a great surprise I, I think right. um, to sort of to take off on what you said there Josh 
the way because obviously I finished Leon's campaign the way that they paced the Tony the way that they paced the Tyrant throughout because I knew mm. that he was coming because Jules has not shut up about it <laughs> yeah, like he, loved, he loves him so much so when he first turned up I was like oh it's this guy yeah. I know what you do because <laughs> I've heard about him mm-hmm. um, but I think the way that they go about using him and not using him throughout the, throughout the whole campaign at least Leon's side is fantastic mm. like he doesn't get annoying there were points where you were where it was really tense where yeah. you just hear him turn up and yeah. you think great I've got to do go and do this puzzle thing in this dead end of a room that's really really tight I can't get past them I don't have enough ammo to, to knock him down yeah. that's where things get fun that like that I love like I love the idea of it I love the sound design because you always hear his footsteps in the distance mm, yeah. and they get louder oh they're literally above you if you've got the binaural that was, audio that was, that was always because I played with headphones on the whole way Same, through yeah. and uh, there were moments where I'm thinking is he above me is he mm-hmm. below me is he outside this door there, See, were, there so were times I was sat in a room with a shotgun at the door waiting <laughs> for him to come in and then he never turned up even if you shoot me just ping off him anyway yeah but yeah like that I, yeah i love the sound design i love the presence that he has that stuff's great but there was one bit where i was just trying to explore and all i wanted to do was move a bootcase you'll know which puzzle oh is. yeah and uh, and so i was on my way to there and he just wouldn't leave me alone <laughs> and i was like just just go somewhere like That's, i don't care where you go i sort of uh, ran him to the opposite end of the station ran back again yeah. and when he turned up and i had like one more thing to uh, move, i just shot him and, like I, I can i can spare three shotgun right. shells to get rid of him here you can flashbang him i think to make him you can flashbang him as well but yeah. that's the thing i was like i only because the story wasn't i was just doing this extra thing you do come back there I think you come back there later on oh you do need to go through for the yep. critical path but all I needed to do was this crank bootcase thing and he just wouldn't leave me alone so I was like I have to go do this massive yeah. tag catch lap. me loop lap yeah. thing around the main hall I and then if, hope he doesn't come back again I wonder if his appearance there is scripted because I had the same problem where I was mm. trying to move the book sh- bookcases and he's just I, there I do, there I do, I do, say, I do think they, they haven't just left him to be a drone I think there are mm. times when the game knows okay because like yeah. I said that that very uh, claustrophobic dead end puzzle he did not turn up Right. and when I but walked out of there I was expecting to be either outside the door or at least on the walkway towards me mm. and he wasn't so maybe there are points where the game goes okay maybe on just on the difficulty because I played on normal difficulty like maybe Maybe that'll be, we'll let you off here. Maybe if you play on harder, yeah. he will just be, his AI script will be follow mm. them, end of story. Mm-hmm. There are two moments that I've encountered so far that his unpredictability has just worked so well for me. It was when you have to go down into the basement and turn on the um, <laughs> uh, oh, the power so yeah, all yeah. the jail cells unlock. So you're already dealing with oh, all these zombies. Gosh, I was yeah. waiting for him then. Uh, I mean, yeah, really? I, I, did, oh, I, I did anticipate him. Like, so I remember walking through thinking, okay, there's one there and there's one there and there's one here. I thought there'd be only three, three zombies to worry about. And suddenly yeah. there's a Loads He's of them. A, yeah. And a you know, lot of frag grenade, all was good. And then that. <laughs> See, when I got to that bit, I had like no bullets. I had three or four magnum rounds, and right. I kept missing them. And I was like, oh my oh. god, I just run out. So I shot a few zombies, and I was like, I'm just gonna have to run through them. So I was trying to weave in between them. Finally, weaved in between them, was on danger. And then Mr. X pops yeah. out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, give me a break. That was, that the, that was the thing. Because, like, yeah, he sometimes like, that's the thing you were saying about the, the AI. Like, uh, my gamer brain makes me, I'm so curious how they made him work. Because there's certain bits where he shows up in small rooms, and I know that I left him on the other half of the map mm. and I know he doesn't move fast enough to catch up with me fast enough to be there but then sometimes I'm already fighting a couple of zombies in some small room and he just comes through the door and I'm like I think that was scripted he's meant to be it there could be like I said but they keep like the pressure said, on and then they, they maybe take the pressure off and put it on a bit more based yeah. on what you're doing there's what the one bit and we can talk about quickly about like jump scares there was one bit where I actually yelled I haven't, I haven't done like a proper like ah like <laughs> jump scare in a while but uh, it was just after the Mr. X showed up and I was like oh my god I'm, I'm sick of running, up, running away from him and stuff and I went up to the top floor I think it was after I finally did the bootcase thing yeah and I managed to like come out on the top floor and I was just walking down the main corridor thing in the main room and there's a zombie behind
behind one of the pillars yep. and then mm. you go around and it just comes out at you and I went oh <laughs> I, only, Man I only got like properly like like jumped <laughs> in this game which I was really surprised about I think uh, I was going about everything no like and always anticipating something yeah. happening yeah um, but the one of the first ones that got me was just on the third floor in the station just opening the locker in the shower room yes. and a body falls out mm, that got me Jesus Christ it's so it slow like you yeah. think it's real you think it's going to attack it you it's, not, it's brilliant and, and I don't think I don't think Leon even said anything I think the body <laughs> just fell out and it scared me to death <sighs> oh, no. mine, mine was um, again in the basement where you finally turn on the power it's not for the whole thing I think mm. it's in the firing range and in the morgue and you're slowly pulling out like these tables yeah. with dead bodies in and every single one you're like is he going to get up is There's he not going to get up and oh, then that was they horrible. do it's like I was, I, I was, I turned, I turned the yeah. volume down <laughs> when I was doing that because I knew I knew for a fact I, like, yeah. I, I'd scoured everything I thought okay there's only one thing left I have to open these drawers one of my favourite oh. things is how they play with horror tropes like that where you like, you know you're in for a jump scare but they still like drag it out and then because you're, you're the one who's interacting with the very mechanic of here is the slow thing opening and then they still manage to pull it off like yeah. whether it's like I, a I volume spike as you said about subverting it every mm. time I saw a body on the floor it's like do I waste a bullet and shoot it in the head and kill it now mm -hmm. or is it actually not going to come alive and there were a lot of things that didn't come alive until a set piece yes. happened and mm -hmm. then it woke up and I thought that was fantastic that's something I was always slowly pacing over bodies wave one same, time uh, and get you again that thing about like um, thinking like, oh I'll just like dig zombie land like double tap I'll just I'll finish something off or yeah. I'll attack ahead of time every time I did that it resulted in a zombie that took an absolute ton of bullets to put down yeah, I think yeah. it's because they I don't know they don't want you cleaning out the ranks beforehand this is, this is what I do genuinely live about this mm. game right zombies are overdone but these they've managed to make zombies feel fresh again yeah. in a weird way especially they don't overwhelm you with them yeah mm -hmm. yeah every single zombie is like a threat and I love the way that you never know if you've actually put one down unless their head is broken in yeah. half I do not trust any of them to not get back up mm -hmm. and they always do get back up and the so it's so unpredictable that you can think you finish one off mm -hmm. and you might either get straight back up or like you said Rich you might be triggered later on going back through that area and then they're there for you yeah. I love that just feeling of always being overwhelmed I think the best zombie films always talk about like how you can't put them down the horde in, yeah mm -hmm. but in video games you're like yeah I can I can just shoot them in the head mm -hmm. down but not in this in that sort of just overwhelming sort of sense of fear I got from these zombies is something I don't think I've ever got from zombies maybe in the original Resident Evil I think uh, one fresh. of the things you're saying about making them feel fresh we've got to talk about the gore because I think oh. that they have an insane system for gore I don't know how they've done it it reminds me of um, the Wolverine old movie game say, yeah. where they've sort of modelled like you know like flesh muscle skeleton everything all the way down because like I, well, even in the demo you can sort of play around like shooting a zombie's face all the way off yeah. and then like when I got uh, the shotgun I was like I'm just going to see how much of a person's body I can blow apart with a shotgun so I just like went straight up behind a zombie and just like full bore shot him in the back <laughs> and his entire back just blew out and it was all just like the spine and the innards and everything and the guy just sort of like flailed and fell over yeah. and, uh, and one of the early gifts that did the rounds was someone being shot in half and then the, the top half crawling away yeah. and the intestines just like flailing around well, the first, I love that the first couple of hours when I was playing it and when you first get the combat knife I just re resorted to playing it like I would Resident Evil 4 where yes. you knock on the ground then you just knife, knife the, the crap out of them. one knives break so that's not really a good idea two yeah. I was knifing this one zombie for ages his arms <laughs> were coming off he had like barely a day. face left and I was like he's got to be dead he has to be dead and then he started chinning his way towards us wasting five minutes a load of bullets all this night I've got nothing left what was the, what, what, how, how much room was still coming out barely anything just a chip he had, he had no arms and mouth. maybe one leg just and walking I, with his jaw actually ah. I think yeah half of his body might have just come off his <laughs> maybe no legs because I remember I don't know if you guys ever played the Soldier of Fortune series on like the PS2 PS2 I think might be on PC um, but that game had back in the day was like one of the things that became known for over the top experimental gore you could shoot off limbs and, and like you know you could just sort of see how much damage you can do to, a, to uh -huh. another being and that's the thing it reminds me so much 
much of that where I'm just like, I wonder if I just shoot him in the leg. Yeah. Oh yeah, the leg comes off, the <laughs> arm comes off, like all that kind of stuff. There's that bit at the beginning where uh, Leon investigates a corpse and sort of bends the head back, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, you it's, see it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, the, the amount of detail there. Physics, about. the uh, as I said, the wonderful word, the jiggle bone physics. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it seems like yeah, limbs and like heads are sort of independent, which means that when they wrench themselves up, the head is like getting dragged along with it, which is a great way to animate a zombie. There was, yeah. a, there was a point when I, I did double tap a, a zombie that was already on the floor right. uh, later on, and it was like sat slumped up against the wall, and its head was down. Mm. And I shot it, and its head did split, but it just sat there bobbing. <laughs> Forever. So every time I walked through there, I was expecting bum, bum, it to bum. go. Really? Because the physics was—it was just—it was just a ragdoll, but the physics was still going, and it was just yeah. sitting there bobbing its head at me, <laughs> just like down with a beat. <laughs> just loving it. Um, but yeah, I think they—they they pull it off really well. Actually, I was going to mention when we talked about um, like iconic enemies, because you won't have the reference point for the liquor. But what do you think of the liquor reveal? Oh. Because it's my so god, the new one it's, is way better than the original. It was, it was horrifying. Mm. I was there thinking uh, it was like walk slower. I'm like. How? Yeah. I was going through my key bindings. I was aiming, out, like trying to aim. And walk. then I looked. I saw your article about <laughs> the mm. tips and tricks, and I and I came across the whole because um, you were like, "Oh, press L 2 I'm like, oh, yep. "I'm playing on PC. What is that?" It's mm, quite cheap. Oh wait, just aim down your sight and shuffle past it. And yep. I did that. Except that I did that for like the one liquor that was left because I just killed the rest of them. I, I tried. Just yeah. be doing with them, I was like, "I'd happily waste them on <laughs> yeah. these things. Get out." I remember the first time I killed one was like I knifed it and put it down, and then I shot it in the head, and I was yeah. just like, "I'll take my knife back." Thanks. <laughs> and it was that's, brilliant. That's a fantastic. Feature, yes. When you pull your knife back out of something, it's brilliant. I only killed one of them in my entire time in the police station. I was so scared of them. I barely, for some reason, I was playing this game. I'm still playing this game very thoroughly. I'm checking Mm. everywhere, Mm. trying to get as much ammo as possible, always using the gunpowder. And yet, I still got no ammo for when anyone turns (laughs) up. So every time there was a liquor, I just had to just run straight past them and hope to God they didn't get me. And that sort of, the fear, it's sort of like Mr. X. Like, Mm. you've got the sounds of, like, the liquor going off behind you. You have no idea how close it really is to you. And then you're trying to navigate three zombies that are in front Mm. of you you as well. Mm. And like the fear that comes from that, knowing you don't have enough bullets to take, even maybe one of the zombies out is just is incredible. And again, hasn't got frustrating for me in a way that, say, Alien Isolation did. The thing that it really tapped into, like a primal, because I I hate moths. Okay, I hate them. Big, minging, made of dust, awful things. <laughs> and uh, and if there's a big old moth in a room, or a big spider, for example, or a big bee, which I once had in my bathroom, which which wouldn't leave. Anyway, uh, if you lock it, you know, usually like if it's like you know you see a thing in your room, insect, where you need to take care of it. You're like I'm not ready for this now. Mm. I'll leave the room. I'll get some tissue. I'll come back. That's <laughs> what that reminded me of when you know that you've left a liquor in a corridor because you need to go back to it. And I'm like edging through the door, like ready to like shoot it. And you hear it breathing, but I'm like, okay, is it on the roof? Where is it? <laughs> on the wall? And then they like slowly come towards you. And I think like the way that they've given them the sort of like experimental dynamic AI where yeah. they, they're exploring themselves, but then they can kind of sniff you out, even though it's meant to be just because, like I said, I, I killed most of the liquors myself. Um, but there was a point when I was going around like the, the, the west, the east wing of the, the station. Mm-hmm. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates Fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The first area, basically, and going back through there and knowing there were liquors, I'm thinking, I'm sure I've killed them all. I remember walking through and seeing one on the floor. And it's like, right. oh, I've killed that one. Oh, I've killed that one as well. I think I've killed all of them. It's fine. <laughs> Just barge into a room and there's another one. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay, this one's still alive. There's a great moment. Uh, it's not. It's not a spoiler. It's just based on a certain level. You, when you go down to the labs later on in, in the Umbrella Labs, oh, um, I know exactly. There's two of them in one room, and it's like you've got it. Reminded me so much of the Velociraptors from the end of Jurassic Park ah, because nice. they they almost feel like they play off each other, and um, and it's just the AI. Working with the <laughs> but, um, but there's a safe room on one side of the room, and you've got to go all the way through to this other corridor. So you do need to go through the belly of the beast kind of thing, and there's uh, there's an optional uh, pickup in the corner that you can get. So it's like if you want everything in the game, you're gonna have to go right through where both of them are patrolling yeah. and there's a whole bunch of dead bodies around there and zombies so like if you if you want to get a shot off on the zombies that noise is going to alert the liquors and then you're just both the thing is so, at yeah. that point they both landed on me <laughs> oh really that's that's that was the that was the other moment right. that scared me and I just <laughs> I genuinely just unloaded everywhere like nice. both ammo and my bodily fluids <laughs> just everything because I did Gen- because the first one dropped down I was like ah, ah, firing off shots and then the second one comes down I'm like oh I'm screwed because yeah. <laughs> they do that's the thing you, you sort of you try and micromanage them and you're like okay I know where one of them is and you've got it you've obviously got the headphones on you've got the audio so you know where it's breathing is and you're trying to focus on dodging the zombies ahead of you or trying to move fast and whatever you're trying to like take everything on and then the, one of the things that the liquors do now is they drop right down from out of frame onto yeah. you which is just like that it's whole horrid. oh god there's a spider on me yeah. horrible thing uh, and so that happened to me as well where I was like I was moving past one of them and then I just went like bloop and there was one that's on top of me and, and so that happened to me twice mildly in very quick succession so it was, it was and they, they were the things where I thought okay screw the ammo conservation these guys are done because yeah. I can't be doing with trying to shuffle past these mm-hmm. things I'm not looking forward to getting to there but the closest I've had to fun. that was you know in the uh, police station on the bottom floor where um, the west office is I think it's called mm-hmm. and the place where you get the shotgun yep. mm-hmm. for me that entire area was just off limits because there were so many zombies I didn't bother <laughs> the window so I had zombies crawling in yeah. there were two liquors there by that point yes. and I missed an X chasing me so I was trying to navigate through all these zombies two liquors on my tail and mm-hmm. Mr X just appearing at the front and I was, ah, that like, was the I one should kill these things yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like, overwhelming it, it just wants me to die yeah like, I was just like, I didn't have any ammo left. I didn't have any uh, herbs or anything. And then, yeah, there was two liquors. Because I, I ran, like, down the corridor. I had Mr. X coming down the staircase after me. I went down the, the corridor that's ahead. And a liquor came around the corner. I was like, oh, for God's sake. And I turned around, and Mr. X is right there walking towards me as well. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm just going to die then. And so I ended up, like, kind of running around the liquor as it grabbed me. And then the animation kind of Here's spat me on the other side. Because I'm finding it really tense and um, really scary. Yes. But I've only died about three times, mm, I think. I can over tell the you a tale of, of me dying. I, I'm sure you will. I will. Um, but I don't know how you guys have. How are you 
you finding like the difficulty? Because I, I'm finding it kind of well, whereas I'm always on low health, but I'm never really dying and losing loads of progress and getting to that point where I'm just frustrated more uh, than I am scared. I'll do my story in a bit, because Rich, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, As a being, being new to the series, I did die quite a few times. I'm so thankful they didn't turn around and go, you died this many times at the end, right. of, the end <laughs> of the game. I'm really thankful about that. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I think everything was very, very fair. There were moments where I just, as you said, Scott, I just think, well, I guess I'll die. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do here. There were moments just in like the bigger, like set pieces of the game that I thought, okay, this is getting mm -hmm. ridiculous now, but I I'm getting through it. It is fair. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think it was fair. Like, like I said, I'm just thankful that my number of deaths didn't they didn't throw it into in my face, grade yeah. or anything like I that. I think uh, in that case, yeah, even when I've said, like, I think that you get overwhelmed, they want you to feel the fear. They want you to respect the horde or respect the liquors or Mr. X or whatever. Um, I did always find a way out, but I meant that I came out and just just red health yes. and I had to go looking for herbs or something. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I do think that they, for the most part, pull that stuff off where, yeah, it feels fair. And, you know, you can land a headshot. If you wait for the, the cursor to come together, you nearly always get a head burst, which, like, obviously helps in the long run. Yeah. But, though, in terms of, like, when I die, a lot the only the first time I died and then it was then repeatedly like 10 <laughs> times in a row was that stupid alligator fight which I just oh, maybe it's a crocodile really? nature's lovers I got it second try I, everyone I I've talked once. to is like, oh no you just it's fine it's just scripted it's fine that my thing was and it's probably my own gamer brain undoing my entire life was that <laughs> it just you know the scene starts in the old one in the PS1 one you just fight a big old alligator in a room and it's really awkward and whatever and obviously they wanted to modernize it so they made it where the alligator's like chasing after you it's like Crash Bandicoot yeah. you're running towards the frame and that's a really cool idea but then it's it's scripted but in like lanes so it's like if you stay in the middle the alligator will chomp you and so then on the loading screen it's like you want to go left and right to dodge it and I'm like yes I definitely do but then whenever I tried swerving I was you, like yeah. it's still scripted though like it's still you're supposed you've, you've to you've got your set here, here's a here's rubble on the left here's rubble on the right yeah yeah here's, yeah. here's, here's where it's gonna again. go you've just been trying to like trial and error yeah basically and so the thing that kept annoying me was that like you see it like winding up for where it's gonna go it's gonna go down the left lane assumedly yeah. so then you start to move to the right but it's so sluggish that I wasn't completely out the way right and there was one time when like it came down one of the sides and I like was like okay I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back into what will now be the safe area because it's gonna alternate and it just cut to the, the cutscene of it eating <laughs> me even though it was backing off and I was like just F the whole thing yeah. like just I hate this well see that's fascinating because I did it in just like on the first go oh did you biggest, well here's the thing I'm not like great at games it sounds like I'm giving it like, really big bollocks <laughs> over here but I'm not like really good at Resident Evil I'm not really good at games I'm crap at Dark Souls but <laughs> for this like, my biggest gripe was that bit was just too easy yeah just, I was literally just it, walking it was, around and I shot short, it and blew up like, and I was like okay that's, I did, that's I good absolutely, visually impressive but. I do love because I, I was I wasn't seething but I was like oh, man, I hate this I hate that it's just it, I know it's simple I didn't tell and everyone's told me Jules told me it was a really great thing I'm like no it's not Jules but <laughs> everyone told me it was this really easy thing and I like the alligator I like the idea of a big mutant alligator kind yeah. of thing it's a cool idea but um, yeah I just I, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and it just kept triggering the death cutscene and I was like I wasn't even touching him but anyway uh, like the thing that turned me it definitely was a you problem and a, definitely a Capcom problem but <laughs> my thing was that at the end uh, I love that when you finally take it out Leon just goes like take that you oversized son of yeah. a and I was like yep just yep, just you tell it and I was like back on board fine well this sort of links <laughs> to what we touched upon earlier but then moved on from like their new the characterization of Leon and Claire in this mm. game mostly Leon because I haven't really yeah, inter interacted with Claire much mm -hmm. he's like so good in like his transformation from this sort of green rookie cop into someone who's confident about himself and can quip about taking out <laughs> a giant alligator is awesome and I love the way they do that through visuals I think yeah. his new face sort of 
fits for who this Leon is. It's like, yeah, it's based on Resident Evil 2 Leon, mm-hmm. but it's his sort of boyish, boyish looks. They want you to feel like he's the first day. Yeah. Yeah, like they want you to feel like, yeah, like you're like him, like exploring for the first time, which works doubly for people like you who are coming in for the first time and then seeing like where he goes kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess for the alligator thing, um, that makes me think of, did you guys, was there anything that you guys didn't like or didn't think was as polished as it could have been? Because mm. the, the sewers in general and the alligator fight was the first time I was like, I, I don't, it made me really feel the procedural grind of Resident Evil, which was just sort of like, I know, I know that I need this, which leads to this, that leads to this, like item-based progression, which is completely fine. That's what Resident Evil is. Yeah. But I thought that the opening section hid that way better and it like all flowed together way better. Whereas, there were, there yeah. were moments in the um, the underground facility. I can't remember exactly what it is. Labs? No, no, it's after the sewers. Uh, uh, there was a point when it's like, I know what I need to do here. I know what I need, but mm. I can't, for the love of God, find <laughs> what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. I'll understand where I need to go. Yeah. But I think that's that's just a given with Resi. And mm. I think I, I knew that, mm. like, going in. So it, it didn't really grind on me that much, but that was the only thing that I really didn't like. There mm. were points when I thought some set pieces felt a bit outweighed, like, right. in favor of the opposition to me. But mm. again, it got through them eventually. And it's like, oh, okay, this was a lot fairer than I expected. But there was nothing that really, like, mega, like, did grind no, on me. It was more just. It was that thing where I felt I saw the strings more than like you know because you, you, I think at the beginning like it's the, the way they've re- reorganized the police station like you really do it just flows like yeah you know you you know that like you know there's a certain key that's empty or a certain item you know you're going to need to get it but then they kind of queue up a whole bunch of those and then mm-hmm. they give you a bunch of items and your mind just goes okay I can get like here 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 and you just take it all in and it's really like seamless yeah and um, which is what I thought they lost a little bit in the sewers but it doesn't hurt it too much I think that's more of an inherent problem with Resident Evil 2 yes. as a both a historical game and a modern game like the first part of that in the Raccoon City Police Department mm. is so dense with sort of like things to find and things to do and like your sense of freedom and kind of ownership over like the space in a way mm-hmm. it's sort of like a Spencer Mansion from the first game condensed into sort of this like all miniaturized yeah. and I think you do lose that when you go out into like the sewers or then the lab and you never quite grasp that um, high again but I wonder <clears throat> I don't know I wonder maybe that's just like a problem with not a problem but like an issue with Resi 2 going into that more Action focused compared to Resi One. Maybe I think you've kind of got this like it's like a like a bit, like you know like, gra- like a swell and release kind of thing because you've got like the the whole opening bit of the police station. It's like you you learn that map inside out and you learn like which items go where and everything. And then when you go down to the sewers, it's like okay, exhale, like you mm. kind of relax a little bit, and then you get down there and it's like okay, do this all again, like memorize a new location yeah. and all that kind of thing. But I wonder if it's just I hate sewer levels. I don't know what you guys <laughs> think, but I hate sewer levels. They're so overdone. Yeah. And I know they had to do them because it's Resident Evil Two. Um, but that as soon as I was like, I'm back in the sewer. There's all the poop and there's the mesh that needs opening with that specific crank again. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think there were a couple of areas in the game that didn't really feel a bit outdated now just because they've been overdone. I'm so glad they did it. Yeah, me too, of course. Yeah, yeah, but it's sort of, I wonder if they're going to take this and the success of Resident Evil 2 as sort of a base and then do another original game like it or whether they'll keep Resident Evil 7's format for those sequels and then maybe remake 3 and keep this. That's something I was going to ask. I know, Mm -hmm. because I mean, looking at like reviews on Steam, people are saying, I've already pre-ordered the Rears uh, the Resi 3 remake <laughs> um, and that yeah I was going to say like, mm. do you think they would take this series in that direction because obviously 7 was a fantastic hit it was something again I still need to play you do but, like, do you think they will as you said would they go on with that 
style awards, you think they'll take what they did with Resi 2 and do that whole... Because I'm assuming like 4, 5, and 6 don't have that same kind of claustrophobic, exploration-based... 4, uh, maybe not claustrophobic, but 4 has the same exploration sensibility. Yeah. It's 5 and 6 that were more action-focused. But like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I drastically prefer this to 7. Like, I still love 7, but I think this is just like... So if they made like a super modern version of Resident Evil 8, but it still mm. had that sort of 90s puzzle jank to it, even though <laughs> like a perfect kind of Resi game... I think so. ...reboot to the series, yeah. as it were. You know, 7 could be considered like a reboot. It's weird because that's the thing. Like, obviously they did Seven and it felt like this massive departure, but then they, they were calling it like, oh, it's a rebirth and we've been planning this all along and first-person horror is like the new thing. And that's great. And Seven, like I said, is a, is a great story and everything. But like, yeah, I, playing this, th this felt more like Old Meets New in the best way. Like, especially, like I said, in that opening area where like you've got puzzles, you've got action, you've got the gore, the atmosphere, the graphics, everything is like playing off itself really well. And it's like, that's a window into how to do great Resident Evil, which yeah, is based that's, that's on the That's why the, the, the demo hooked me in so much. Mm -hmm. and that's why I got it and played it. And I'm mm -hmm. so happy I did. Yeah. So. And it's like, if you contrast that to like, you know, like six's aeroplane fights or like five's, like, you know, you're trying to shoot everybody in the village kind of thing. It's like they, they missed like a quintessential element of tension that you, yeah. and like, you know, and being like intimidated by enemies and stuff. I'm kind of stuck on this one because like Resident Evil 2 is so, so good. But I was thinking about Resident Evil 7 while I was playing it. It must be why I brought it up so much in this bloody <laughs> podcast. Uh -huh. But um, even though I thought that game had problems, I really liked how experimental it was mm -hmm. and how many new things they tried. I think it would be a bit of a shame to just get rid of that after one game where they could fully capitalize on it in a sequel. I think, for me, I like the idea of having two kind of branching pathways. You have Resident Evil 7, and that continues to innovate and be kind of, like, try new things and experiment mm -hmm. where you can sort of have Resident Evil 2 going into Resident Evil 3, like a remake of that game, mm -hmm. and sort of stick to what they've got here and have two strands. I would, if I'm being honest, like the Resident Evil 2 style of gameplay to be eventually supplemented into the main series yes. and sort of see an original take on that. But Resident Evil 7 had enough there for me to want to see them tackle a sequel mm -hmm. in that style, and then and then you can kind of rub your, <laughs> rub your hands with it. I think could, uh, could, res, could Resident Evil take the form of basically Resident Evil 2, but in first person instead? Maybe. Could, I mean, could, could you just have a merge of the two? You kind of you need yeah you need like the I mean there was a lot of atmospheric stuff in Seven, but like there's a there's a the way they do the lighting in this is like just another level. Like there's something else to it that's just, just phenomenal um, yeah I kind of think I mean I've already seen um, one of the, the director of this game which I've already forgot the name of um, but said that like based on the fan feedback they would look to, into doing three and so this was like kind of like a test case and it's like obviously it topped the charts it's doing phenomenally well um, and little like on a gameplay side things like Mr. X the way that he works yeah. now uh, and the way that uh, Jack Baker worked in seven that's totally nemesis that's what they started back in like 99 or whatever mm -hmm. it was 2000 uh, would you guys like are you just game for more in this I style mean, I, like I said I'm, I'm keen to go and play some of the other games Games. I, mm. I, know, I know that you can't play Resi One in that style. I know they've no. got they've done a remake of it, and you can play it with the fixed camera stuff. And I think I'd be, I'd be interested because I've always looked at that game and thought, how on earth does that? play like it's always really not very accurately yeah that's I, I that's, love that's, oh, I love it that's, but if that's the thing that's interesting me but then yeah. you know, going on to play something like Resi 4 and playing Resi 7 I mean I'm probably not too fussed about playing mm. 5 and 6 I want to just play the series like the bits that are you should definitely do 4 and I think you should do Revelations 2 hmm. um, is that uh, it's on DS isn't it uh, no it's on PS4 and stuff too um, oh of course like, like, yeah, they did do a HD port didn't so. they yeah. but uh, yeah Revelations 2 has got a great story but I think that's the thing if you're new to the series now there are like three strands to it like yeah. you've got first person Resident Evil you've got like this kind of over shoulder stuff and you've got the fixed perspective stuff so it's like yeah they've kind of got a weird thing on their hands as to where do they even take the numbered installments maybe they could forward. maybe they could do a, a sort of a near automata and do a whole mashup of everything <laughs> <laughs> like you have a particular section that's like uh, in, in Resi 8 where mm. you have particular stuff with fixed camera you've got certain things with like exploration that's in third person then you've got to get your you've got to fight your way through a corridor mm. with particular zombies and you've got to be you've got only this many bullets like the opening of Deadpool you've got this many bullets and this many zombies and you've got to do it right so it puts you 
through to first person instead. Well, the, the great idea they had that's in seven and gets a reprisal in two. Uh, in seven, you would pick up different videotapes of what happened in the house yeah. before you were there. Yeah. And when you put them in, you beam in, you play that level. Play a full screen. And so, like, yeah. they have that in two where you're watching the videotapes from a first person perspective. Um, and they should just do that. They should, for me, they should let the whole thing play in third. But if you put a videotape in, you get to do a little ancillary, like, this random little kind of so cutaway you thing. Play, you play through that in cut first scene, person. as it were, rather yeah. than just watching it. I would take that. I mean, like, the nearest comparison to a first third split other than, like, GTA or Red Dead is uh, Anthem. Like, that, mm. that that game's story segments are entirely in first person, like Scrolls, uh, Elder Scrolls, but then the main game is in third, and it's like, that works totally well, mm. like, as far as, like, something that It'll Anthem be interesting well. to see, to be obviously projecting yourself onto that character, it'd be interesting to see the other characters talking to you, yeah. like, looking into your eyes as you play. Yeah. I wonder how difficult it would be to do Resident Evil 2 and insert a first person mode, like, in mm. Resident Evil 7, because I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I'm getting, I'm loving it, but I have such fond memories of playing Resident Evil 7, especially in VR, and kind of being immersed in comes with a VR. Hey, here I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going you go, to buy one, Josh. But no, it's back again. Uh, no, that is genuinely really good. And like, the fee you got from stalking those hallways yes. in Resident Evil 7 while these monsters were coming at you uh, was like one of the best gaming experiences of all time they would, they would, that's the thing and like yeah a lot of people bought VR to play RE7 and they would, like, they'd have to look at the optics of it and depend how much is Resident Evil associated with PSVR or with yeah. VR and then kind of like associate it that way because you could play on Switch if you stream it in yeah. um, but I don't know if like I just think those, it works so much better like the, that. the enemies work so well for kind of a first person like viewpoint I want to see this zombie crawling towards me like through my yeah. own eyes and sort of the lickers jumping down and like the idea of kind of <laughs> being there with a gun and sort of looking behind your back or looking up and seeing the liquor just God, it scares that. me enough that I might have to have a change of pants <laughs> <laughs> I think for me I adore third person stuff more but um, yeah we'll have to wait and see because it's I mean Resident Evil 8 is going to be a long ways off yeah. um, but hopefully they'll kind of continue down this remake route because they've definitely got something special with this yeah I feel um, like if they tell me to go hey we're doing Resi 3 then everyone would I think that'll, I think that'll be yeah. the next with the, thing. with the response the incredible response this game has had mm -hmm. yeah. but either way you guys can let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're watching the video version or find us on social media if you're on the audio thing I've been the host the host the one <laughs> Scott Taylor for the What Called Scary Podcast. John by Rich. Thank you for listening. And John by Josh. Thank you. Goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.